Bam 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 Hi everyone! Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. Maybe, maybe. I'm Misty Stinnett. I'm Lisa Linky, and we have a very, very special guest with us on this episode of the Weekly Beef. I'm so excited, Lisa. Who is it? It's my mom, you guys! Hi, everyone. Welcome! That's Linda Linky. Yeah, it's me. (laughs) You guys, this is so cool. My mom is here. I feel like when I was in grade school and your mom would come on as a chaperone on the trip and you were like, (laughs) my mom is here. (laughs) Oh, maybe I had a different experience. Maybe some people were like, my mom is here. But I was always like, my mom is here. (laughs) It's like you're so excited to like show off what you do. And it's like, come look at my drawing. I drew this. I made this podcast. This is my macaroni art. <laughs> so cool. That's right. Linda, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, for guys. For taking time out of your both of your vacation. Oh, please. To be here in studio at Fairfax Village Studios with our amazing producer, Seth. Our inimitable. Inimitable? Inimitable. Inimitable. Mm-hmm. I'll never get Lisa's it. Inimitable. <laughs> I can't. Inimitable. Sav. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) One syllable at a time. So if you're just joining us for the first time, typically on a full episode of Go Help Yourself, we rate and review a popular self-help book Mm -hmm. and we read it so that you don't have to and give you the highlights and our critiques so that you know whether or not you want to read the book. But this ain't that. No. This is our weekly beef. Our weekly beefs, where we check our weekly in. weekly beeves. Beeves. The beeves <laughs> and the beef nuts. This is where we get together and talk about um, check-ins, um, about homework, or or we have special guests that we talk to. Yeah. And um, it's kind of a free-for-all. It is, yeah. We do thought-provoking questions, trivia, um, true or false self-help mm-hmm. uh, nuggets. Yes. My brain is not working today. This is why we have the beeves. Yeah. So why not? Don't we dive in? Yes. So I want to ask, Linda, is this your first podcasting experience? Oh, definitely. <laughs> How's it going so far? Well, I mean, I listen to you guys all the time and sure. I wouldn't miss it because I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, no, I have never done anything remotely like this before in my life. Well, what do you think about <laughs> You're a natural. <laughs> you are. You're talking like there's not a microphone in front of your face. That's right. And you're Thank nailing you. it. That's right. What do you think of beautiful Fairfax Phillips Studios? I like it. It's it's quite colorful and fun to look at and lots of interesting things on the walls. Great job, Saf. Linda, yeah. I have to ask you a burning question. Sure. Do you think Lisa and I swear too much on the podcast? Well, you remember, or you must remember, that I come from a different generation than you do. And um, there were a lot of things that ladies were not allowed to do. Yes. She used air quotes there. She for did. Those of you at home. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Follow up question Linda, do you think anyone should ever curse? Oh, yes. There are, pr- there, there are plenty of times when Lisa's, I do it myself. Lisa's mouth is on the floor. Her I mouth, think her that jaw people has should. That's what I'm saying, you know. My, how the worm has turned. Oh, as the worm turns. As the worm Your turns. favorite soil-based soap opera. Nailed it. Coming back at you. <clears throat> so, Misty, the other yes. day in the car, yes. Linda was explaining uh, what she thought about our podcast, and it was so good. I had to have her tell you about it. That's right. You put me on speaker. I did. Yeah. But and, I, I want Linda, her to share it. What did you say? I said I loved it because it was a lot like being in this great book club 
where you never had to get dressed and you never had to brush your hair <laughs> and you could do it at your convenience and you could have any kind of wine you wanted because you were in control there and you could do it at any time yeah. you know midnight if you wanted to yeah. in your pajamas if you wanted to and i said you don't even have to read the book no you have no <laughs> obligations you just listen you know and get whatever you can from it and then if you really like it uh and there are a couple of books that i plan to to go ahead and get after I've heard you guys do them. Aww. I would never have... I, and a lot of things that are self-help in the self-help category, I never even thought of as being self-help books. And now I kind of see them everywhere since you guys have started oh, doing this everywhere. podcast. Yeah, they really deep. are so pervasive. You'll be pleased to know the first book that she wants to buy is your first book that you did, <gasps> the first one. The because Subtle Art of Not Giving had, Yes. <laughs> If I had seen that <laughs> on the bookstore yes. shelf, I would have just seen that title and brushed yes, right by it absolutely. without even opening it up, you know. Absolutely. You would because have judged a book. By its cover. Thank you. I really would have, or by the language on its cover. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I, uh, I just kind of was amazed as you unfolded the book for me, um, how much knowledge and wisdom this, okay, I'm 80 years old, so this kid is a kid to me yes he's has very, managed yeah. to you know gain in his 30 what 35 years yeah, something he's like, like 35 that. 36 i'm very proud jealous mm -hmm. very a mix oh, of it. a mix of fuck him impressive <laughs> thank you thank i need you. to read his book to, to care less yeah that's right that's right um, but thank you so much for those kind words and that that delights me to no end because i love and hate book clubs i don't want to have to travel i don't mm -hmm. want to be on deadline for a book even though I'm constantly I only want to make the same appetizer all the time and, I don't, and if I'm having a bad it. day or something bad has happened I don't want to make eye contact with everyone in small talk yeah. quite frankly you don't so. feel like going when it's time you <laughs> yeah. know well, you also told me about an, an experience you had after listening to our podcast with um the, uh, the five, five second oh, the rule five, the five which second you rule. call it Five four three two one. Oh, five four three two one. Yes, that's what I call. What it. was your experience? I decided I would try it because I am probably a world class black belt procrastinator. Oh, I relate. And um, I uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to try this to see if it will help in that category. At the end of two days, I've got to tell you, I was exhausted <laughs> because instead of procrastinating. Anything I was trying to do, you know, and everything. And I am not a terribly good housekeeper, and <laughs> because I, I procrastinate putting things away, right? I just don't do it at the moment. I think, oh, I can do that later. Sure. And the older I get, the worse I get. Sure. The, I get better at procrastinating. Sure. <laughs> Takes practice. Yeah. 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 So it, 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 I, you know, it was like I'd walk from one room to put something away into mm -hmm. my bedroom or the bathroom, and then I'd say, "Oh, I've got clothes in the washer that need to go in there. Oh, I've got clothes in the dryer that need to come out first. Mm -hmm. I've got to fold them and stack them and put them away. Then I can put the washer 
you know, in the dryer. And then, oh, then I've got a load of clothes here that has to go in. Yes. And it was just that, it was that way all day long because everywhere I looked, there was constantly something that needed to be done that I had not done yet. And, and did you find yourself saying five, four, three, two, one yes, to yourself? And were, I you, did. were you physically saying it yes, out loud? Yes, I don't want to, because my typical response is, I don't want to do that now. I only yeah. want to do the fun things, you know. Hey. And the entertaining things. I relate. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for saying yeah, you relate. I do. <laughs> so, what do you think that saying the five, four, three, two, one did for you? Uh, well, it was just kind of a starter. It, it puts you under a little bit of a pressure to move at the end of that countdown, mm. I guess. Um, and it it's just a nice little prod to the brain, maybe. Yeah. And do you find yourself still doing it? Did, did you do it past those first two days? I did, but not as often. Because mm-hmm. it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting yeah. because there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. And yes. you have to start picking and choosing. Right. You when know. to sort of turn it on or yeah. turn it off. I had a similar experience with the five second rule because I just thought, oh, there's the awareness. I'm counting down. I can't check out because now I'm aware of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sort of holding myself responsible. But I think, I think, you know, something Mel Robbins maybe could have incorporated in her book or maybe it's something she did and you didn't share with us or that I don't remember. But when can when can we turn it off? Is yeah. it meant to be twenty four hours a day, or for the sixteen hours a day we're awake? <laughs> it's too, yeah. I also I remember know. feeling exhausted. You know, the week after. But I did get a lot of things work. done that first week. That's I've got right. to say. <laughs> I love that. I, I know there is always something to do, and something I have started doing as I also get older. And housework is just who can <clears throat> do it all in one go. Is doing one room a day. Or like one task. Like I might just do floors tomorrow and mm-hmm. that's it. And wow. I'm not going to go. I need you to do floors. <laughs> I mean, only one. Don't come to my house because it's tumbleweed I, for listen, tumbleweed city. It's been too long, quite frankly, since we've talked about the Roomba. So let's talk about the Roomba. <laughs> Thank you. So, so my Roomba really helps. But every now and then I'll go over. I have wood floors in my apartment and then tile in the kitchen. So every now and then, you know, you track dirt in with your shoes. And I have two dogs. What do you think my floors Wait, look like? Linda, will you buy Lisa a Roomba? Oh, my God. No, the dogs would go crazy. Yeah, but just... I was going to ask you if you had a pet. No, I want... Zach and I want a dog so badly, but we're not allowed to have it. Our landlord has said, we have tried every <laughs> every single way we can. <laughs> Quick tangent. After the wildfires in Malibu, which mm-hmm. were devastating, yes. we especially wanted to adopt a dog because we knew there were just a ton of displaced animals. And we thought, we're the right pet owners. We can be responsible and loving and oh, give yeah. an animal... They oh, the way your face lit up is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we emailed our landlord who lives in Malibu. And we were like, dear landlord, we hope you and your family fared well in the Malibu fires. Oh, he smelled it a mile away. <clears throat> I'm sure he did, but he just never responded because I think Maybe he was, he was like, dealing with a fire. <laughs> no, no, no. He, no, he, he was, you know, we, we found out he was all good and his house was all good. But it was one of those things where he just doesn't want us to have a dog so badly that that did not work. So I'm now sorry. I feel like a, an asshole for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he he waits to download this episode, our, our podcast. Listen, the if, he's, if he's listening, then give her permission. Come on, man, let's do this. Um, well, we want to ask you, Mom, while you're here, yeah. a couple questions about self help. Yeah. So I I am curious. Um, 
In your experience as someone who's raised children and been through, I'm sure, many, many ups and downs <laughs> and has worked and retired and balanced all sorts of different life responsibilities at different times, did you find yourself, whether it was labeled that way or not, using self-help throughout your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Um, I, particularly in the area of a child rearing, even in... Uh, pregnancy, mm. you know, uh, what's what's going to happen, what's best, how do you prepare best? Right. Um, what um, what things do you need to have, do you, you know, how to get ready for this total life change, which nobody really can get you ready for that. God, I was just thinking, how do you get ready? I mean, that's another <laughs> episode. But I mean, like, you, say, how? you think you're prepared for it, but you're really not. Yeah. <laughs> how could you be? No. How could yeah. you be? Yeah. Linda is really good at... Um, recognizing when she doesn't know something and then like seeking out the information. Whereas oh, I have a little bit of my dad in me is like, I'll figure it out. It's yes. fine. I don't need you. I don't, I don't need any of you. I, you don't this know me. This whole is out of order. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> a David Miscavige. No, never mind. Okay, that's for all my Scientology listeners out there. Thank you. Please don't come find us. Please. Um, that's so. Did you did you find as do you feel like the self help industry or movement has really reared its head in the last couple of decades, or do you remember having judgments or thoughts about that? I can only speak to my own experience. Um, I don't remember hearing mother talk about reading self-help books that she may well have done it except now when I think about it well even different recipe books are like you know self-help and how mm -hmm. to have a good kitchen and like your Marie Kondo how to have a tidy house which right. sounds exhausting it does it does sound <laughs> exhausting <laughs> and at 80 years I don't really have that kind of energy anymore mm -hmm. but um I did like um I did like the uh not everybody had access to people who could answer questions mm -hmm. and um, or people who were answering questions weren't always the most knowledgeable. Right. And you had to depend upon, you know, old wives tales and old maxims and people handing down, well, this is how I do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I found myself disagreeing with my own mother about child rearing, for instance, um, uh, and it, she wasn't an easy person to disagree with. Sure. Yeah. Are any mothers? <laughs> Are any mothers? Probably not. Um, I liked to have a little, you know, authority to back up. <laughs> sure. A little research. Yeah, a little, a little research. thesis paper. And mm -hmm. then I was, I was in, I was in the area of education. I was a school psychologist mm. in Illinois, and um, she didn't put a whole lot of, you know. That didn't give me a whole lot of authority with it. Right. <laughs> right. And do you do you feel like there used to be a stigma for, you know, for asking for help or for self-help? And has there that definitely was in the area of um, mental health. Mm. There was a stigma. And there was even in my I see it a great deal in my mother's generation and in mine, you didn't talk about your problems outside of your family. Right. You didn't want anybody else to know there was anything wrong. Kind of like Instagram. 
<laughs> you know, everything is lovely mm-hmm. and bubbles and light Everyone's on Instagram. Fine. Although it's changing a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know, everything is great. That like the Christmas letter that would come out mm-hmm. uh, in the Christmas cards. And with everybody's updates, here's yes, what we've been and up how to. everybody is. You know, your children are perfect, and they've all got scholarships. John's and, not know. in jail; he's yes. on an extended research trip. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So there was this, you know, keep um, keep things secretive. Right. If you had any financial problems, keep it secretive. You did whatever you could to not let anybody outside the immediate family know what was going on. It was difficult. Mom, what do you th- after? Because you, you listened to our Daring Greatly episode about shame. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was just going to ask. What do you think? How you ask? Because I don't know how to phrase well, it. I guess why do you think that was? Do you feel like there was a lot of shame to any sort of perceived failure? Do you feel like it was because people would be ostracized from sort of society or their friend groups if they admitted anything? Sure. And why is that different now? Because I remember your friend Muriel, when when she finally confided in you about her son and his problems, it was after decades of being friends with her. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until... We were best friends. I mean, we I had a circle of of lovely women friends that we met once a week for lunch and um, socialized as couples. Great. And um, it was very difficult for her to come out and tell me that um, because as far as I knew, everything was just fine. Just fine. Just Rosie. great. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that changed for her? Why do you think she shared it with you? I think it became such a difficult problem for her to handle. Mm. Um and maybe because she thought I would be able to help because of the field that I was in. Mm. Mm. Um, and maybe just because we were very good friends and close. Right. And had shared things that we wouldn't share with just somebody that you had only known casually. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think probably all those things came together. It, it sounds like is maybe somebody wouldn't ask for help. Unless it became desperate or overwhelming or yeah. mm-hmm. they'd exhausted all other options. That just sounds really lonely So to me. then, you know, if you could get a book and read about it, you didn't have to ask anybody. Mm-hmm. You could get some help that way. And I think it, it, it performed a really good function and still does probably mm-hmm. because there is still, uh, because of feelings of shame and they're so pervasive and so powerful, powerful yeah. and so... They make you um, immobilized almost. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. It's paralyzing. Yeah. And Shame so if totally you can get a paralyzing. book and read about it and realize there's somebody else who has gone through this, mm-hmm. there are other people who have this problem and what they right. did, it's just a feeling of, of not being so isolated. And not. it feels like it's sort of a house of cards, what you're describing to me. Every <clears throat> We all know now everybody has problems every like mental health issues whether they're anxiety or something a lot more serious depression depression health issues just you know worries about the future financial problems we know that these are so pervasive that every family is touched in some way yet if we're all pretending they're not happening it just sounds like a recipe for loneliness and to exacerbate all of those problems so that's so that's so interesting to think how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Do you think we've come far enough or do you think we should keep having the conversation? 
Oh, well, think of all the books that are out there. They're not all great. so many. They're not, (laughs) you know? And, uh, And for people who can't just spend a whole lot of money on any book they want or therapy or therapy mm-hmm. they don't have the um the means financially to do it right uh or they have all kinds of problems with um travel maybe they're not close enough to to a place where they can get to you know to right. some therapy right um i think uh, i think they definitely perform you know greatly to people's yeah. benefit yeah so to have you guys sort it out for us, you know, and and listen and say, oh, I yeah, I do think I could get a lot out of that book, and I would like to go out and get it tomorrow. Oh, boy, I'm not going to get that one. That, that, that <laughs> right. sounds like I wouldn't enjoy that Thank at you. all. Thank yes, you, know? yes. Do you think that I'm too hard on self-help? No. <laughs> She's such a good mom. <laughs> she is. She's that I Noah's chart. Of course you love me. <laughs> but do you think too. I do you think that I I I mean Misty is so good at like really seeing something and yes, kind of is. narrowing in and figuring out, oh, this is good for it's this. It's just a good mix. Um and you're not afraid to say, Well, I totally did not like this and here's why. Yeah. Somebody else might not object to that. Yeah. Um and to, to see what the good points are. Now, like the Marie Kondo book. I think that would be very exhausting for me. If I could have somebody come in and just do it for me. But then I'd go around and I, I have these very strong emotional attachments to things. Yes. Even to clothing. I still have in my closet a couple of things that I wore in high school because I just can't bear to get rid of them. It's memories. Yes. You know, yes. you were talking about your dad's shirt oh, that you kept. Yes. And that was so touching, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I wore his um, jacket last weekend to Big Bear, and it was like, I couldn't help but think, like, my dad's still providing for me. Yeah. I, he's giving me warmth right now with this jacket, and mm-hmm. so it is a lot more complex. And, of course, I think Marie would say, the object's not the memory. You can get rid of the clothing from high school and still have the memory, but there is something about it still the sense brings it memory. Into sharp focus. It That's does. the thing with the object. It's tangible. Yes. The memory isn't. Yes. You have to be able to access it and it can kind of bring it to you. Yeah. I always find that all of the self-help topics we talk about are more multidimensional and more complex than they ever appear at first yeah. surface, you know? And I'm in this very moment, now that'll leave the minute we, the next time we review a book, but in this very moment, <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of compassion for the authors who are probably feeling, how am I put, how can I put this very complex and multidimensional problem into one book? Yeah. Or how can I, or they know how complex it is and that there are all these things, but how do you make it bite-sized and digestible for the people? And appealing that a a publisher will print it. Exactly. Or that you won't, that you want to reach the broadest audience possible because you want to have your message be read by the most people and sell the most books. So how do you, how does that morph from the original you know, message. And of course, Eckhart Tolle, who doesn't seem like he morphed anything at all. He just <laughs> for us. he just read and wrote ad nauseum. The, the whole book is one long sentence. It is. Yeah. So, Linda, is there, do you have any last thoughts about self-help or suggestions for the podcast or how Lisa and I can do better? Actually, before we do that, Sav, do you have a question for my mom? Oh, 
my gosh. How's the sound quality? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the expert. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he means when you're listening. When you listen. like oh, it. when I'm listening. Oh, I thought you were talking about tonight. Yeah. Oh, I think it's great. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he do I an really amazing enjoy job? It. I love, I told him this when I first came in, but I love the opening song. It's so Aww. cute. Oh, Sav is a wonderful composer. Yeah. And actually, yeah. when I was waiting to get in uh, to this to be buzzed into the studio tonight, someone else was entering the building, and he said, "Oh, are you going into to the studio over there?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, "That guy is an incredible singer." And <laughs> oh I said, God. "Yeah, I know." Look, well, yeah. I know he's, he's a musician because oh, he's, he's got a guitar hanging on the wall. Sav is beat red. Listen, yeah. Sav, he's got a guitar on the wall and he's got an organ in here. And so, oh, he, you know. com- he composes full musicals, commercial yeah. jingles. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. And someday we will play uh, Sav's theme song comp. So before we recorded our theme song, Sav sent over an example that he had recorded of it. It is so beautiful and wonderful and We melodious. almost kept it. We almost kept it just to be like, this is it. This is um, it. Um, okay, now, is there anything that you feel any advice or suggestions? That you think we should cover or anything you'd have us do differently because we are all ears. I, I like the chemistry between the two of you. I do too. It's we enjoyable. Do. It's like being in on a, you know, like a lunch group or something and, <gasps> and being, uh, you know, being part of it. Again, without the responsibility of any of it. You don't have to split the check. Yeah. And and you feel, I feel that you really reach out and include the listener. Thank you. Yeah. That's and, all we uh, want. And you all are included. You guys are and right here are with us. you part of our lunch Get group. off my foot. Please move your chair. <laughs> it's fine. Why, are you, why aren't you tipping as much as I want you to tip? Thank you. It's like we're all filling out our credit slips, and I do that thing where I just side on oh, my friend completely. to see if they're... And if they don't leave enough, I leave a couple more That's dollars right. on the top. <laughs> are you and I the same person? <laughs> we might. We're becoming the we same are. person. We're merging. Um Mom, thank you so much for coming. I know you were a little anxious. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, you nailed it. You're so you're <laughs> such a natural. If you ever want to start a podcast, I'm right there with you. Let's ditch Lisa. Well, you're very our own. All right. This was me. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> Enjoy Bye. the next podcast. No, and you you've raised such a wonderful and self-aware and Misty. loving we'll keep going. I, no, we keep going. <laughs> no, really, because I think I think people hear, you know, an hour of our friendship each episode, mm-hmm. but Lisa calls me and I call her a few times during the week and we just talk and I just you're just so special and so loving and so Props to Thanks. you, Linda, oh. for the incredible daughter you've raised. Well, thank she's... you. I didn't do it alone. And I've always said that you bring a lot of it home from the hospital with you. You don't really change that. You can help it along. You can smooth rough edges. But Wait, you saying I have rough edges? It's there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. you do. My very first photo from the hospital, I look like I'm ready to fight. She did. It was like a boxer. It was it's just the, like my it's fists the were up. It's of who you Why are. Why did you put me through this? But it's you true. had bangs that said, don't mess with I me. I really did. For most of your life. My, uh, my Grammy, we'll wrap it up. My Grammy sent me um, a birthday card once on a big birthday, and she said, uh, I won't say the number of decades ago. She's like, but this number of decades ago, you came into the world raising hell. Are you still? And I was like, yep. she knew me. She sure knew me. Aww. Well, one piece of advice. Okay. Yes. Keep it going. Oh, and thank you. I just hope you know we keep you keep building your listening base, our empire, your empire, because <laughs> our kingdom. It really serves uh, a need. Aww. Thank you. And it's entertaining and fun. 
I'm going to do it just You're for you. Like John Oliver, you know, you inform oh, and you entertain. My God. I'm dead. You I'm dead. At the same time. Thank you. <laughs> Last I, week tonight. That is the highest compliment drop the she mic, could pay. Dro- Thank throw you. Like, I, like a guitar. like a, But a, don't do anything to Sav's equipment. I was going to say like musicians do and they smash a guitar yeah. of their knee when they're or feeling really the into mic. it. I'm just going to do that. Smash no, no. All this. <laughs> um, well, Linda, would you do the honors of ending our podcast with what we always say? Okay. Life is abundant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yay! Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.